You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, here's where we are, folks. Former President Trump, of course, has now been indicted in the Stormy Daniels payoff scandal. And, of course, people are calling this a travesty. It's a miscarriage of justice, basically. It's a it's a persecution politically. It's weaponizing the legal system. And they, they'd all be right. They'd all be right. But you know who's just really got it wrong today? <laughs> None other than Nancy Pelosi, the former Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi, get this, folks, said... Trump will have the chance to prove his innocence. What country does Nancy Pelosi think we're living in? (laughs) Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week. We keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. If that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. Uh, Singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the Friday slash weekend edition of the Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren. Glad to be with you. It is Friday. A lot has happened this week. The bombshell dropping of the Trump indictment after the grand jury had been uh, sent home uh, at least for 30 days. Uh, But here we go, folks. Buckle your seatbelts. Fasten your seatbelts. There's going to be some turbulence, I think, at least politically, uh, as we make our way here now through the next several weeks and possibly months uh, of this trial. So get ready. We're going to be here with you through the whole thing. This is a big story. It's unprecedented, of course, because a former president has never, ever been indicted in all of United States history. So it is a first. We'll talk about it here today on the program, plus much, much more. we got some great audio clips, and we will talk about Nancy Pelosi and how she got it wrong. Uh, It's really, really something. But once again, folks, welcome to the show. It is the Kyle Warren Show. Don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can find out more about the program. Send me a direct message. And, of course, also find the links to listen live to the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. All that comes up later this evening, 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern. If you're in the Eastern time zone, that would be early Saturday morning. And of course, I'll be a guest on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce, broadcasting from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, right there in Tampa, Florida. And boy, oh boy, we are going to have a barn burner tonight. That is no doubt. Uh, We're going to have a barn burner here today on the program. So we're going to get you revved up. Pardon me. And then later on, uh, you can tune into the Captain's America. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com. We 
do have links to listen live, as I was mentioning, to AM860, The Answer. Also, the GCN satellite feed is there as well. You can listen live uh, to the GCN live feed. Uh, That's the syndicator, and uh, we hope that you can do that. And if you want to call in and opine on that program, we certainly hope that you do. And of course, the captain and I will have a wrap-up of all of the day's uh, political events, breaking news, because once again, news does break all around the country and around the world in the overnights. And that's why the Captain's America Third Watch radio program is the fastest growing overnight radio program in America. We hope to see you there. Okay, so let's get started. You know, I I wanted to, I had a quote uh, from Jonathan Turley. We may get to that in the second segment, uh, just for time reasons here. Uh, He's got a great analysis, of course, of what this means and how they got there and where we're going with this. Uh, But I saw this earlier and I, I knew I had to lead with this. I I had to lead with this on the program today. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, this, by the way, from the New York Post, was ridiculed on Twitter Thursday over her reaction to the indictment of former President Donald Trump as she appeared to butcher a key principle (laughs) of criminal law. Can't make this up, folks. Can't make this up. Quote, the grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law, unquote, Pelosi uh, wrote in her post. No one is above the law, she says, and everyone has the right uh, to a trial to prove innocence. (laughs) She she added, hopefully, comma, the former president will peacefully respect the system, which grants him that right, unquote. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't I don't even know where to start with this. Um, Okay, Nancy Pelosi has been the Speaker of the House for a very long time, has been in Congress uh, for a lot longer. Uh, she has been uh, a staple on Capitol Hill uh, for a very long time, as I said. But for her to get this one wrong, uh, in, in a tweet, no doubt, on something as uh, important as this unprecedented maneuver to indict a former president, no matter no matter if it's Trump or anybody, right? It, it is unprecedented. It is historic. It is a major, major turning point in American history, only because now with something that started literally as a political um, vendetta by this prosecutor rent running, as we understand, on the notion that he would go get Donald Trump, um, has now and as we'll hear Jonathan Turley speak to in just a little bit, um, has now basically um, uh, just writ large here the notion that the the justice system is now being twisted to serve the ends of uh, politics. And uh, so now we have someone who's actually running for president, um, somebody who, um, you know, obviously is a candidate at this point, uh, now being uh, torpedoed, at least they're trying to, um, uh, by by uh, by a district attorney on these charges. And we've heard this term bootstrapped, these bootstrapped charges that the DOJ wouldn't touch, the FEC wouldn't touch. Um, this is a, a very shaky, given what we know. Now, I understand that the indictment has been sealed. And, and once it becomes open and we get to know exactly what's in it, some things may appear different. But based on the foundation that we seem to understand at this point, this case is built on sand. 
on legal sand, and not only for the statute of limitations, but for a whole other host of reasons. So it is interesting, of course, that they decided to go forward. I think they just want to tear everything apart. I think they want to put everybody into such a morass of Donald Trump uh, that it just creates chaos uh, for the for the election. Here comes the music, but Nancy Pelosi saying that you have to prove your innocence. No, Nancy. It's the government that has the burden to prove your guilt. You have to be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Proving your innocence sounds much more like, I don't know, the Soviet Union? Way to go, Nancy. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. Kyle Warren here. Those of you who hear me throughout the week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio show know that Captain Matt Bruce tells all the listeners about the great people and the great products at MyPillow. He's asked me to tell all the listeners to this program as well about the amazing products that MyPillow has to offer. From the brand new MyPillow 2.0 to the Giza sheets, the slippers, and the unbelievable towel sets, just to name a few, MyPillow has so much to offer. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow. Mrs. Professor gave me a pair of the MyPillow slippers for Christmas, and she enjoys hers too. You know, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and we absolutely love them. So, go to MyPillow.com, that's MyPillow.com, scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page, and when you've made your choices and you're ready to check out, be sure to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's all you need, promo code CAPTAIN. And you're all set. Now, if you'd rather order over the phone, simply dial 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. And be sure again to use the promo code CAPTAIN. And you'll be helping out this program as well as the Captain's program. And we really appreciate it. Once again, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code CAPTAIN. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that introduction. We'll hear a brand new Edwards Notebook here just a little bit later on in the uh, broadcast today. 
And folks, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com if you want to subscribe to the podcast, if you want to find out more about the program, links to listen live to the Captain's America, that and much more right there at kylewarrenshow.com. And by the way, welcome to everybody catching us on Rumble now. And you know what? We keep going up and up and up, and just like the music is doing right there, and we are doing that for one reason and one reason only. That, of course, is you, the listener, and we really appreciate it. And as I said, yeah, people are checking us out on Rumble. Uh, glad to be with you there on that platform as well. You can also find us, <clears throat> pardon me, on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, Podcast Republic, uh, and of course, our home at Podbean.com. KyleWarrenShow.Podbean.com and uh, just about whatever your favorite podcast platform is, uh, I think we're likely on it. We're adding more. We're always finding out uh, that we're being added uh, to more pro, uh, platforms uh, all the time. TalkStream Live as well uh, has links, uh, has the feed for the Kyle Warren Show uh, for the podcast as well. So you can check them out over there at KyleWarrenShow.com. We have all the links uh, to take you to your favorite uh, podcast uh, service as well. And we really, really do appreciate it. Thank you for sharing it on social media. Uh, thanks for your kind comments. And uh, thank you for everything. Because again, without you, uh, we don't have a show. Uh, so once again, I, I still can't get over Nancy Pelosi um, somehow <laughs> reversing everything. Uh, yeah, Actually, Nancy, the founding fathers actually thought that it was the government who had the burden of proof. Um, and they didn't want to have any more of, shall we say, Kang kangaroo courts um anymore and so you know i I mean it just doesn't get any more rich than that does it on the day it was you know finally we're getting trump and nancy pelosi goes and pulls this bonehead maneuver um it's actually quite uh quite entertaining uh but uh speaking of entertaining but actually informative as well Let's listen briefly here to a um, a little bit of the exchange between Brett Barrett, Fox News, and Jonathan Turley, uh, of course, George Washington University law professor. Um, and uh, what the, the thing that I like about Jonathan Turley and Alan Dershowitz, by the way, is that neither of them are Trump supporters uh, in in the sense that they're MAGA Republicans, or as Joe Biden might say. Uh, but but in any rate, in other words, they they're not. Um, uh, for Donald Trump uh, in in the in the grand sense, what they are for is the uh, proper use and adjudication of the legal system. And so you you know people have different politics and that's okay. But what I think is so important and why I think these two particular men um, mean so much, to our system right now and to our perception and to uh, the overall uh, impact into our society of these events, not just the Donald Trump indictment, but others as well, uh, where we see the legal system being bent uh, to serve the purpose, you know, uh, of, uh, of the administration, of a political persuasion, uh, of political actors, Um, we're supposed to have a a justice system in this country that is free from the persecution complex that that, or the persecution um, uh, 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 fever. Maybe that's a better, that's a much better word uh, that the Democrats have against Donald Trump. 
Now, and I think it's important to say, too, because in the context of of our discussion about this today, Donald Trump, and I was, in fact, I was telling Captain Matt Bruce the other night, I, I said, you know, there are the two Donald Trumps, okay? It sounds kind of like, uh, um, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, uh, he was running for president a few years ago. He had the, the two Americas, right? But it's, it, it's the two Donald Trumps. The one Donald Trump goes out and talks about inflation, and he talks about national security, he talks about all the boneheaded maneuvers we're making, uh, and so forth, uh, how we're setting ourselves up uh, between with Russia and China, and all the stuff that's going to be calamitous, right? And, and Donald Trump is correct about that, and I think most people agree with Donald Trump on that. And or he's talking about the economy, as I said, inflation, um, energy, stuff like that. That rings true, and people say, "Yeah, that's right." I mean, this is a, we, we need to do something about this stuff. And then there's the other Donald Trump, who will come out and say something that, for lack of a better term, as, as I regard as indefensible. You know, it's interesting to me some of the 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 when you see the the cable news panels, um, and you have the conservative, you have the liberal, and the conservative always has to support something, and the liberal always typically has to oppose something. Uh, never the twain shall meet, and they can't simply say, yeah, we, we've come to a consensus on this. Donald Trump did the right thing, uh, or, or Joe Biden did the right thing on this or that. Um, but because this is where we're headed in this country, is that you either are completely in the tank for somebody, no matter what they say or do, it's always fine, um, or you're not, and it's, so that causes all kinds of other problems. But what I'm talking about of the other Donald Trump is the one that goes out and says something indefensible. And it's very difficult for radio hosts or commentators to go and defend it. So basically, you know, you, you just you don't defend the indefensible. But this is where Donald Trump creates more problems politically, not, not in terms of this indictment. That's a whole other issue, right? But that's where he creates problems for himself politically in terms of getting the nomination and not just getting the nomination, but getting a lot of people who voted for him before, who didn't vote for him again, in order to come back and vote for him again. Um, and uh, that's, that's a high hurdle. Uh, I think he could do it, if he made certain moves and if he if he um, if he curtailed certain things and if he focused on, you know, on on particular things. And again, I'm just talking in generalities. But here's that. This is something that the Democrats know how to do. The Democrats completely understand how to take a concept and run with it, how to focus in on something that. Uh, that uh, that just is going to uh, just uh, burn through everything else. And they chose abortion this last time around. And by doing that, I think they actually uh, created uh, or, or held back the red wave that should, the red tsunami, that should have come through but didn't. And that shows that that's pretty savvy on, on their part. No matter how goofy their positions can be on a lot of things, they find that one thing and they stick to it and they make it work. This is something the GOP uh, can uh, can really learn from. Let's briefly listen here to a little bit of what Jonathan Turley has to say about this indictment of the first, uh, first former or any president at all to ever be indicted. Let's listen. 
Washington University Law School professor again, Jonathan Turley. Jonathan, you've been digesting some of this, and we've been careful to point out that having not seen the documents themselves of this indictment, but confirming the indictment and that they have been told uh, that he has been indicted, the former president, uh, the structure of this uh, is quite something, and it is, it is a big moment legally. It is a big moment, and it's a chilling moment. The fact is that over months of investigation, we have not heard of other crimes. Uh, this is the crime that uh, most people on both the right and the left have been debating. Uh, it's the crime that's referenced in a book written by one of the prosecutors who resigned, then published a book about prosecuting Trump. Uh, and the concern is that if this theory is actually the basis of the indictment, uh, then this is a rather ignoble moment in history. Donald Trump may be the first pre former president to be indicted, but if this is the standard, he won't be the last. And it's going to obviously get uh, very fierce uh, in terms of the motions and the litigation ahead of us, and obviously the politics. You know, it's a it's a curious thing, by the way, to lead with this case because it, you know, the chaos that is erupting is pretty much the element for Donald Trump. I mean, it's like trying to kill an orca by throwing him into the water. I mean, it, you know, he's obviously doing well in the polls because Alvin Bragg just gave him a proof positive that the criminal justice system is being politicized. And the reason some of us take that view is, is not because we've seen the indictment, we still have to see it, but the history going to the indictment. Bragg ran on prosecuting Trump, so did the New York Attorney General. Uh, he had this very public, almost Hamlet-like uh, process where he debated whether he could do this bootstrapping theory. He, he, he stopped it for a while and then was press, uh, press, uh, pressured to go forward with it. So there you have Jonathan Turley. We may hear a little bit more of that on the other side of the break, uh, but we're coming up on the break, folks, and so definitely Stay right there. Stay with us. So much more to talk about as we make our way through the Friday slash weekend edition. Be right back. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. Several times on previous pages from the Edwards Notebook, I stated that wisdom had taken wing and flown back to our Heavenly Father. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, when one looks at decisions being made in places like Michigan, California, New York, etc., it is apparent that uh, godly wisdom is not being utilized. In the biblical book of Proverbs, 14 verse 34, is a truth godly leaders cited frequently in past generations, which states... Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Patrick Henry, one of the most outspoken revolutionary leaders, predicted that whether or not the newly formed United States would prove a blessing or a curse will depend upon the use our people make of the blessings which a gracious God hath bestowed upon us. If they are wise, they will be great and happy. If they are of a contrary character, they will be miserable. Righteousness alone can exalt them as a nation. Well, we the people first as individuals and then corporately as a nation must seek God and His righteousness to not only 
continue in His grace, but also benefit from God's wisdom, which can lead us to victory over those now seeking to kill, steal from, and destroy the USA. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. It is Friday, March the 31st. 2023. And boy, do we have an awful lot more uh, to tell you about as we uh, continue uh, through the program today. Yes, a lot of good, interesting stuff from Jonathan Turley we were just hearing in the previous segment. And uh, I do think that uh, the other things that we've been hearing too, the idea that we've turned a corner, that this is like a banana republic, it is all correct. uh, Only because, as Jonathan Turley was quite rightly pointing out, uh, the uh, the attorney district attorney here, Alvin Bragg, has now given Donald Trump, as he called it, proof positive that the the proce- the prosecutions here are politically based, um, that they're there as a literally as a vendetta, uh, and I, I do think that this is the kind of thing that uh, sets the stage for other kinds of political paybacks. Uh, you know, the uh, in any party now will say, well, I can't wait till the president gets out of office because then we just indict him on something and, and this kind of thing. And um, it, it doesn't... It doesn't help the, the the situation at all. So here you have Donald Trump. He's a declared pr- uh, candidate for president, um, we, which I think certainly changes the game. Um, I just saw something here during the break. Let's see if I can find it right here. Uh, but something during the break I was looking at uh, was that uh, Trump has now raised uh, some $4 million uh, in 24 hours uh, after the indictment, this is uh, again from the New York Post. Uh, very, very interesting uh, story here uh, that I just saw as we were at break. Uh, former President Donald Trump has raised more than four million dollars towards his presidential run in 24 hours since he was indicted by a Manhattan grand jury. Uh, his his campaign announced. Um, so this is um, going to have an effect, and certainly it's going to have an effect um, if they never indicted indicted Donald Trump. I would perchance to think, and again, this is just my own sort of speculation, I would perchance to think that if Donald Trump hadn't been indicted, that it would also have changed the game, perhaps not in a way that Donald Trump would have liked either. Uh, Right now, of course, he's out there campaigning. He had the campaign rally in Waco. Um, He's been going after Ron DeSantis, which is leaving a bad taste in the mouths not only of Floridians uh, for many uh, reasons, uh, you know, Florida Republicans, but uh, Republicans, I think, and independents and even some Democrats who want to try to vote for Donald Trump anyway. Uh, so I think that, uh, and the captain and I, by the way, have been talking about this as well. Uh, these are some of the missteps that Trump has been making in terms of his political campaign. But a lot of that is going to get swept aside at this point because the focus is going to be on the arrest. The focus is going to be on the arraignment. The focus is going to be on unsealing the uh, the uh, the indictments. And then this is something I was um, thinking of earlier today. As we go through this whole process, now it may be that the the Trump's lawyers can get this kicked, uh, 
based on uh, lack of merit, uh, the statute of limitations, uh, statute of limitations, uh, and uh, not the statute of limitations. That's a whole different thing, I think. Uh, but uh, at any rate, um, the judge could kick it. But Trump was out there earlier today saying he thinks the, uh, the, the judge in this case, quote, hates him anyway. Uh, so in other words, there's going to be more politics. Whether if the judge lets it go through, there's certainly going to be cries that this is political. It's more politics. It's more Trump derangement syndrome. Then let's say that this progresses. It goes to trial. Let's say there's a conviction. Um, and also, I do think they've got to try to change the venue on this. It's uh, going. I think that would that would be um, uh, something Trump's lawyers. That's first and foremost. If this goes to trial. Um, but let's just say, just for sake of argument, to carry out this concept here, that there's a conviction and Donald Trump, um, you know, appeals and it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, which, of course, it eventually likely would. And the Supreme Court sets it aside, says, no, this way, you know, I, we find for for Trump, we, you know, this shouldn't have this shouldn't have happened. This is a wrong prosecution and so on and so forth. Well, watch then the eruption on the left about the idea that this talk about political, these are Trump appointees. In fact, there would be calls for the justices to recuse themselves because they were appointed by Donald Trump. And it it would set up this kind of weird, the, the weirdest showdown we've seen since you had the people trying to go to the justices' houses themselves and the one guy who's out there, he wanted to get Kavanaugh and it, it just went on and on. I think, uh, folks, that they really do, the Democrat Party elite, the leftists, call them what you will, they really like this kind of chaos. They think this is, the. in, in other words, it doesn't matter. Trump gets convicted, great. Oh, it's wonderful. Maybe he'll have to go to prison. Uh, let's say Trump appeals and he, and he gets, uh, gets overturned on appeal, great, because that means there's going to be all kinds of unrest. I mean, it's as if anything that happens here serves the purpose, the one purpose that they have of trying to divide this nation. That's on the one thing, and that's that's huge. The other thing, of course, is going to be the idea that, uh, that uh, uh, it distracts away from the other really important things that are happening. For example, the war in Ukraine, the coming war in Taiwan, uh, the possible coming war with China, the possible coming war, NATO versus Russia, and, and on it goes. Because this can't go on forever. It can't. This isn't a steady state, folks. This this is a volatile state of affairs. And um, with Joe Biden only interested in chocolate ice cream that he has. I have a refrigerator full of chocolate ice cream, my chocolate chip ice cream, and it's upstairs. You know, it's that kind of uh, that kind of made me wonder the other day. Here's this guy. He was supposed to come down and talk about this horrible tragedy that happened in Nashville, the killing of the children and of the three other school uh, school teachers. Um, and he started in this this thing of, I just came down here for chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, it, it really, um, this is scary stuff, folks. This, this 
should not be happening. This this is not the kind of... Can you imagine if Donald Trump went down on a day when you had a national tragedy such as this, and Donald Trump went down there and says, you know, I just had a Whopper uh, from Burger King, and it was... And let, let me tell you, it was so good. It was the best Whopper. It was the best of any kind of Whopper. This is the... And, and they would have said... And they would have said, this guy no pun intended here, is out to lunch, okay? this They would have said that. and But Joe Biden goes down there and jokes around about his um, uh, b- uh, beloved chocolate chip ice cream. He, I guess he and Nancy Pelosi ought to get together and compare ice cream. Maybe they I, maybe they could do like a, a video conference or something for something like that. But things are getting worse. There's, there's just no doubt about it. And we're watching all this happen literally right before our very eyes. So this is this is a big deal. Um, okay, so let's let's shift gears here just a little bit because, of course, we know that the next big steps are going to happen on Tuesday for Donald Trump. We know that this how this looks to the rest of the world. We certainly know how this looks to history. You know, you would learn about countries. You'd learn about the Soviet Union. When I was in college, I studied a lot about. I learned a lot about the Soviet Union. Um, and that was sort of a focus uh, that I had in terms of the Cold War during those days. And, um, and of course, you would, you would denounce someone in the old Soviet Union, presumably in Putin's Russia. I guess you could do the same thing. But you would denounce somebody, and that was all it took. And then you'd have to try to prove that you weren't what it was ever it was you were denounced to be. Um, this is something that, and, and I guess it's funny that Nancy Pelosi got it so wrong, um, but it's not funny when you think of the direction in which many of the leftists are trying to take this country and perfectly fine. Well, yeah, you, you got your day in court. You can prove your innocence. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So this is, this is, again, this is where we're at. Um, okay. So in terms of the economy right now, uh, we've got a lot going on. Um, this is one of those things that we're getting distracted from by this kind of story, um, because the Biden administration, they they can't stand on anything. There, there's literally nothing they can go out and campaign on. And by the way, um, I heard this as a comparison earlier, and I thought that's that's a pretty good comparison. Donald Trump is a candidate for president of the United States, and he just got indicted. Um on a charge that on from what we know about, again, we haven't seen the sealed documents yet, but based on just as you even heard Jonathan Turley talking about, based on um, the foundations, and he goes on to say, we didn't hear this in the clip, but he says, unless there's some felony out there that we're just not aware of <laughs> that hasn't come up in all of this investigation that's been going on, and he's quite right about it, then something else is fishy here, Right. But Donald Trump is a as a declared candidate for president. Uh, Joe Biden is not a declared candidate for president. So there is a little bit of difference between these two politicians right now, isn't there? All right, folks, here comes the music. Stay right there. We got so much more to talk about. Kyle Warren Show. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, I'm Tim McGraw. Every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. Accident victims, cancer patients, and individuals with blood disorders and other illnesses. They may live next door or up the block or across town. They're our neighbors. Yet only a small percentage of those who are eligible to give donate blood. 
A healthy blood supply comes from ordinary people, just like you and me. It's all about neighbors helping neighbors. Your gift of blood is needed now to help save lives. That's why I'm joining with my good neighbors at State Farm and the American Red Cross and the Neighbors Give Life campaign to raise awareness and to challenge you to donate blood. It only takes an hour of your time and can save the lives of up to three people. You can donate as many as six times a year, so make an appointment to donate at your local blood center and donate often. I want you to join me now in giving the gift of life. Be a hometown hero. Visit NeighborsGiveLife.com for more information about donating blood. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh! Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Hope to hear from you. You can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. You can also uh, send me a direct message right there. We'll get it, and we'll be happy to give you a shout-out here on the program if you tell us where you're listening from, and uh, we hope to hear from you uh, very, very soon. Um, okay, uh, let's let's take a look here. Uh, this is something I saw earlier. Kevin O'Leary, um, and of course, we talked about him at the beginning of the SVB banking crisis. He had a lot of good things to say, a lot of good analysis. You know him as Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. And um, watching him put these um, uh, applicants, you know, through their paces. And a, a lot of times he, he laser beams in on things. Sometimes he can be kind of harsh. There's, there's no doubt about that. I don't think I'd want to make some presentation to him because I think he'd tear it up. Uh, but that's OK. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. And I actually learn a lot. Um, by by listening to him, um, and uh, whether I think it's a great idea or not, or a great product pitch or whatever, but you learn a lot, and he um, has a lot of experience here. Well, <clears throat> pardon me, folks. This from the street. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, an investor who appears on ABC's Shark Tank, has some stark opinions about the current state of the banking industry. O'Leary, the television personality, is known as Mr. Wonderful, offered his comments as congressional hearings were underway about the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Says He says, were there idiot bankers? Yes. Were they, were they incompetent? Yes, he said in a CNN interview. O'Leary made a prediction about the future of regional banks. This is really key. I say this is the beginning of the demise of small banks for sure, and we're going to end up with an oligopoly of very large institutions with an imputed concept that they're backed by the federal government, he said. Not guaranteed, imputed. 
He discussed the mood on Capitol Hill as lawmakers held hearings with officials from the Federal Reserve, the Treasury Department, and the FDIC. He says, when you have top lawmakers calling you the worst of the worst of the worst, it does just doesn't get any worse, and it can't get any worse for those people, O'Leary said. Uh, but they're not even the mandate or the story anymore. It doesn't matter, he says. The question becomes, what do we do about the regional banking in this country going forward? He goes on to say, and that's really where the debate, that's what the, and he says, that's really what's at debate here. Because if you're a consumer and you're sitting with more than $250,000 in a small bank in some state somewhere and you're watching this play out in Washington with all the grandstanding of hearings, what do you do? Do you feel worse or better rather or worse? I say you feel worse, unquote. O'Leary said he's reached the conclusion about his feelings as a taxpayer, quote, I do not want my I do not want to pay for every idiot banker's mistake. Really? Uh, you know, that's <clears throat> Kevin, that's just unreasonable. <laughs> it's just, you know, you can't say that. Get in line. Pay you, you No, no, we we're, we're coming. To, you are the well. Uh Mr. Wonderful, you are the well that we'll need to go to. Right? Because Kevin has a lot of the money. <laughs> and and rightly so. He's he's earned it, right? Uh, he says, I do not want to pay for every idiot banker's mistake. It's not on me as a taxpayer. And there are many idiot bankers, he said. I know it's harsh words, but let's put it this way, the way that it is. These people were incompetent, and that's what happened. O'Leary talked about who is responsible for mistakes made by regulators and bankers. Quote, now, why do I own that problem, particularly if I don't live in California? I don't care what they do in California, he said. And that's why I'm saying, okay, now, this is, we're learning this. What, we're go what are we going to do about it? What's the new plan? Very interesting stuff. And again, I, I think he's making a good point. The idea that, you know, why does the taxpayer have to pay for the managerial mistakes in the most general sense of these bankers? Now, obviously, I think there are factors at work as well, including, as Kevin um, O'Leary puts it quite so well, um, uh, the idiot bankers, right, uh, or idiot managers, but then there's the other, um, the raising of the interest rates and all these other kinds of things that are going on. And yes, these idiot bankers at SVB, they didn't mitigate their their uh, their exposure, their risks. But I think what Kevin O'Leary is driving at here is that, well, you're eliminating risk. You're taking all the risk out of everything because, because the government's always going to back everything up. But at the same time, too, you start, if these regional banks begin to implode, then you're going to have only a very few big banks, right, that can simply just um, uh, do whatever they want at that point. Um, and you'll only be able to go, quote unquote, to the company store, you know, right? That's sort of the, the concept here. And so it's not good for the country. It's not good for banking if the uh, regional banks uh, implode and go away forever. That that would not be uh, a good thing. So I do appreciate what Kevin O'Leary's talking about. I don't think you, as the taxpayer, either want to uh, foot the, uh, the the burden, to foot the bill um, for what he calls idiot bankers. And of course, stay tuned. Um, all right. So uh, let's shift gears again here, folks. Um, you know, there's been a lot going on in um, in the news business, in the cable news business. We've seen CNN 
try to revamp itself, literally. Uh, they even put Don Lamont, they moved him from primetime to the morning show, and that was supposed to be a really great maneuver, and it was going to be so wonderful, and, and Don Lamont was going to make everybody happy. Until he went out and said that, you know, Nikki Haley, she's just past her prime. You know, she's she's too far gone. You know, women, they get to the certain age, you know. And uh, <sighs> Oh, man, I heard that. I just could not believe it. What a, um, a horrible thing to say. Um, and, you know, we're laughing about it now. It's a very serious thing that he did, right? And, um, you know, I, I can't. And even the, the, the ladies on the set, they were like, what are you talking about this? Wait, wait. Are we are we on this? Are we on the air right now? You know, and it was uh, that was the look on their face anyway. So Don Lamont was supposed to fix everything for the morning show, ended up uh, not fixing it, shall we say, and uh, creating a huge problem and and saying something so stupid that it's it's hard to believe how unbelievably stupid he was to say it. Um, but at any rate, uh, CNN, this from the Daily Mail, CNN bosses are calling for patience as views plummet 61% while the CEO tries to lose woke credentials. Remember, here's the thing, whether, whether you're Disney, whether you're any of these big corporations and you go woke, you get woke rather, you get woke, you go broke. And if you're making Disney um, uh, Disney Channel shows and whatnot, and it's all complete wokeness, guess what? People don't watch. They stop watching. And by the way, folks, <clears throat> they know what you're watching. Okay, I mean, they. I don't. Does Disney put out the? I don't know if they put out the numbers. I don't. I don't think Paramount Plus does, but I think Disney. Uh, they they might. I I just don't know. But but here's the thing. They know when you how much of the program you watch and when you tune out, not you personally, but but what viewers are doing, uh, like, for example, you might be watching a, an episode of some series. Let's say it's a Star Wars series uh, on Disney Plus. They're very and that's one of their big staples. Right. And you get up to a certain point, you go, I, I don't like this show anymore. It's, I, I don't want to watch it. And you tune out. I think they call it the time of tune out, tune out time, tot, T-O-T, tune out time. And you get out of that show and they know, and they, and if they see it all converging into like, you know, it's exactly at 11 minutes and 54 seconds, you know, they, they see that and they go, oh, okay. Well, they tuned out right when the characters started to say blah or do blah, whatever it is. And they and they they realize so at any rate so CEOs trying to lose woke credentials again this from Daily Mail um, the warning uh, CNN leadership is preaching patience even though thousands of viewers are abandoning the network during its attempted turnaround with no indication yet whether it will pay off the warning comes just weeks after Discovery boss David Zaslav called out mistakes in his. And in, in new CEO Chris Lick's attempt to rid the network of its woke credentials on top of rumors that Lick might be out of the job by Labor Day. Cable news uh, ratings are down across the board compared to 2022 when Russia's invasion of Ukraine dominated the news. CNN's dip is most dramatic, 61% in primetime in March. Fox News Channel down 27%, MSNBC off by 12%. Uh, according to the Nielsen Company, 
Um, but here you go. They're trying to make CNN go down this middle of the road news thing, which I, I, I think is, is actually refreshing for CNN, but only time will tell. But has so much damage been done that CNN can't ever recover? Who knows? Well, folks, coming up to the end of the program today, Friday slash weekend edition. Thank you for listening. We will see you live on the radio with the Captain's America Third Watch later on this evening. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.